On a shelf in a vault of this Iron Mountain storage facility sit two reel-to-reel tapes that have been here since 1981. They say a lot about how much things have changed in the records management business and also how much has stayed the same. One thing a visitor notices right away is that the customer name is scrawled on the side of the reel in marker. It's about the only customer name you'll find anywhere in this massive facility. Today, computerized records and scanners keep customer information completely anonymous. It's all part of a process that puts the safety and security of customer data first. Steve Garcia, an operations supervisor at the storage facility, sums up what's changed at Iron Mountain in the 21 years he's been here. Everything. (laughs) I mean, if you want me to be honest, everything. Mostly that means automation. When I first got here 21 years ago, it was a lot of manual processes. A lot. Computers and scanners have taken over much of what was once done by paper and pencil. You won't find customer names on tapes anymore. Everything has been boiled down to numbers and barcodes. Even the Iron Mountain employees who handle the storage media don't know what's on it. That's by design. One thing that hasn't changed, however, is Iron Mountain's relentless commitment to protecting and preserving its customers' data in whatever form and for however long the customer demands. 52981. So this tape is from 1981. Yep. And for some reason, it's been here 35 years. And And you don't ask why. No, because this account is still active. So if it's active, then then all their stuff is active. Amid acquisitions, bankruptcies, and turnover, items in the Iron Mountain vault may stay there for years. That doesn't matter. As long as the account is active, every asset is treated as a treasured asset. Iron Mountain takes pride in providing this level of confidentiality and security to its customers. Iron Mountain, just between the, the processes that we have in place, I'd say the pride that we take in the facilities, it is night and day over a lot of our smaller competitors. That's John Antista. Transportation slash operations uh, supervisor for the data management facility. Antista's job is to make sure that a rigorous set of procedures is followed for every item that comes into or out of the facility or even that's moved within the building. From a tape being requested and being sent out to the customer, there's going to be seven different scan points on that media or container that the media is in before it gets to you. Here's how it works. The customer will put in a a list of tapes that they want through SecureSync, which is the online portal that they can use as far as managing their media. So that's going to print out a sheet of paper. It's going to tell you the customer number, the media they want, and, and what's available to transport that in. So the first scan point, we're going to scan a barcode or a batch ID on that piece of paper that prints out. That's going to basically lock you into that customer's information uh, without ever putting anything on the paper. So everything's done by customer number. The customer information is kept confidential. In fact, most Iron Mountain employees refer to customers by number because they don't know the name of the individual accounts. Once a request for media comes through, an employee pulls the tapes from the rack and puts them in a transport container which has a barcode. You'll never see employees walking around with individual tapes. That customer's material can only be transported in their transport containers. We can't just grab three tapes off a shelf and hand them to a customer. It goes into a specific container designed to to carry media. The next scan point is on the container. That verifies that the media is where it belongs. The media and the transport container are scanned again before the container is sealed. That's all well and good, but what happens if things don't match up? Our operations employees are held to a high standard. They need to pull 300 scan points per hour as far as the media that they're processing in and out. It could have just been they they picked it from the wrong slot. 
That creates a discrepancy. Not only do they have to resolve the discrepancy, but then they'll have to what we call a CAR, a corrective action request. So just by putting that wrong tape in that container and, and that scanner scanning it, they've now done a discrepancy research and a corrective action request, which is an investigation. It's the root cause and failure point and what your resolution is. Once the transport is sealed, it's assigned a run for delivery. So now it's on the run, they're going to do what we call a staging scan, and that's going to verify that all the customers that are on run one for tomorrow are on the run and all the containers are, are there. Again, if you scan a wrong container, it's going to create a unexpected. And that starts the quality control process all over again. Then the next scan point is going to be the driver comes in and he's going to mirror that same staging scan that the operations employee did and he's going to scan every container on his run. If something's missing or if something's unexpected, why, what happened, oh, I, I pulled this off last night, here it is, you, you put it back on, you resolve your discrepancies. After the vehicle is loaded, the driver is given a scanner that contains information specifically about the tapes on that run. Once again, everything is secure and everything is anonymous. We have a PIN system in the scanner, so there's only certain authorized users that are allowed to sign for the material. So I walk into customer A, I need to say, hey, is Jim Smith here? I hand Jim the scanner, he has to enter his PIN number, and then I can scan the delivery to release it to him. If Jim isn't there, there are other people designated to accept the delivery, but only they can do so. If none of them are there, another car is generated, there's an investigation and a resolution. And keep in mind that what we just described is what happens when a tape is shipped from Iron Mountain to a customer. When a tape is going back to the vault, the whole process happens again in reverse. Iron Mountain takes pains every step of the way to avoid anything that might compromise those tapes. Nothing can be stored in the production area or in the hallway overnight because it's not a halon protected area. Right. So this is a halon protected area, temperature controlled area. You know, when the last guy closes up, they lock everything into this room so you have the same protection that you would have. Like if the fire alarm went off and these doors weren't closed, they're, they're on special magnets that the doors are going to close automatically. That protection even extends to loading the tapes into delivery vans, a process that takes place under a canopy to protect against the elements. What's going on with that door? The thing is huge. It's an air curtain. So just as, as another added temperature control, because the vehicles are loading out back here. Right, so you have so, cold air yeah, in the winter so coming in. It right. just kind of okay. helps maintain a more uh, consistent temperature. Everything's loaded inside this area. Um, when the couriers pull out, they don't just pull out and drive away. Uh, they wait till that gate's closed before they pull out to make sure nobody piggybacks and tries to jump in the gate while that gate is open. As we told you earlier, nothing has been left to chance. Those are the procedures that go on every day at Iron Mountain to keep customer data safe. But what about those extraordinary events that demand extraordinary action? In our final podcast in this series, we'll tell you some of those remarkable stories. This is Paul Gillen.